0: so good today welcome back to two saved queens the never-ending nightmare continues but at least i still have wine and i still woke <laughs> up this morning so amen honey. <laughs> Amen. how are we Miss Devereaux?
1: you know i'm actually doing good in these quarantine times girl because my daddy elliot stabler oh um, yeah <laughs> from law and order svu is coming back um chris maloney and No, I'm a little excited about that. I always loved him. I remember, you know, Oz, the show Oz where he used to do full nudity and he was he's (laughs) he's been my white daddy for a long time, girl. Since the nineties, girl (laughs) honestly since I was a teenager, honey. I love that. You've
0: been holding him down for a long time. A long
1: time. A long time. I'm
0: not gonna lie to you. I I mean I was always an Olivia stand because she was just uh, Mariska. Um, was it Hargitay? Hargate, yeah, yeah. She's just so fierce. She, she just held it down, and I can believe how long it took her to become captain because they even did that whole kind of sexist ass bullshit. Where it's like, oh, she's just like the um, what is it? Like the temporary captain. I'm like, make her captain. She's been yeah. holding it down for so long. Yeah,
1: um, she said, "I'm the captain now, ho." I'm the <laughs> captain now. She she's been the captain for maybe about two seasons now. Yeah. Do you still watch? You still watch the newer episodes, or you just you watch the older? Episodes? No, no. I, it's
0: more one of those like if I'm home with my mama, or if I'm in a hotel room, catch up on some
1: Law and Order. Yeah, it's that. Oh, kind of tea. got it, got it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm a diehard, so I watch the old episodes like on a Saturday. You know the reruns or. I watch. I watch the new seasons. I love because I actually really like Amanda Rollins, the other girl who's on there now. It's actually been on. Oh wait, Amanda the blonde Man. one. She's been on oh, there yeah, since the, like twenty eleven. So she's she the been on the gambling there. Exactly.
0: Exactly. The one with the gambling addiction. Oh yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, I like. I see. I have. I feel like somehow Law and Order is one of those shows where you think you're not watching it, and then before you know, it it'd be like, oh yeah, this happened during season this. Like you don't know what season things happen, but you just know shit happened. Like I know someone down with gambling. And yes. um, what's Ice T's character's name? What's uh, his name?
1: Detective, or actually Sergeant Tutuola. He's a sergeant. Sergeant, now. Yes. Yes. yeah. And it's so funny, but that Amanda Rollins, that's a messy girl, because not only does she have a gambling addiction and her family is like messy hillbillies from like the South or whatever, her sister's, you know, drug addict tea and all that, but she actually has two baby daddies. She's got two she got kids two by two daddy. different men that she was never married to. So. Good for her. Uh, good for her, right? Good Show for Show us her. white women can be messy too. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Trash, uh, but I will say I'm a little fifty fifty on Elliot coming back because the Elliot I remember was some was basically if there was a real Elliot like that, Oh yeah. that's that's that one that's that we brutality. talked about last week. That's police like he he broke them laws, like he broke them laws. So I don't know yeah. if he needs to come back. Like, what is he supposed to be doing? Just checking in on. Uh, Olivia, like what's... I
1: mean, they haven't said just yet, but it's it okay. is one thing. He's not like a beat cop, like doing stop and frisk on the corners in Harlem. But and Brooklyn. he's that one. Like,
0: he's that one who's laying drugs on you, though, because he feels like you need to go down, and it's gonna take too long to wait for the you know them to find another way to arrest you.
1: I mean, but the thing is, is he he's focused on like pedophiles and like sex offenders. So I mean. You know, the people he's, like, wanting to lock up, they are not good people. It's not like he's just trying to lock up your brother or your cousin mm. or your uncle or your, your homeboy. Like... Girl, they
0: somebody's brother, cousin, uncle. Exactly. I'm going to say that. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> you know, well, you know, like, I mean, yeah. Some, like, Nicki Minaj's brother, you know, girl. I'm not trying to throw names out there, but. Some, some... <laughs> After I just threw a name out there. <laughs> some girls do have pedophile brothers. I mean, allegedly. Allegedly. Uh- is it did he go to jail oh he did go to jail Okay, you have to say allegedly that's right
0: (laughs) do you have to still say allegedly I don't know I'm just trying not
1: to get sued oh you know sorry let's move on let's move on let's move on I think are you ready to take us in yeah, girls. So, um, you know, the news is moving fast throughout the week. You know, we're doing a bonus episode for you girls. Yeah, bonus, bonus, bonus. Bonus. Uh-huh. And um,
0: yeah, so I would want to start talking about uh, that. Miss DJT wants us to open up. And oh, that sounded gross. I'm so sorry about that. Who is uh, Miss DJT, girl? Just for the girls who are listening for the first time, sorry. who is that girl? Who is Miss DJT? Um, <laughs> President, <laughs> uh, President <laughs> Donald J. Trump yes is uh he's ready for us to get back he's ready for us to open up um so earlier this week um dr fauci our favorite doctor who goes on everybody's youtube show <laughs> low-key he's an old old man daddy too low-key you could tell girl, he was sexy in his day honestly you, this corona really, quarantine day. is really getting to you okay huh? yes you just have yeah. in every every good <laughs> somewhat good looking white man over 50 yeah, <laughs> Yeah, I do got uh, issues. I got issues. Yeah, we're going to work through that in another episode. But anyway, right now, uh our um uh, at 45, uh just you know, earlier this week, there uh, Dr. Fauci mentioned how he was worried he was worried about us opening up too soon because the biggest thing is about testing, right? It's hard to, you know, if you're opening up but then you're not able to kind of be in front of, you know, not only Get people tested, how can people really know whether they're passing things on or know whether they shouldn't you know be opening their businesses or there's that level there's less security around that so DJT definitely, it seems like he was surprised about that um, because he wants our schools open. He wants the country open. He's like, we're ready to do this now. And on Friday, there was a follow-up press conference he did where they were honk, tr- uh, trucks honking in the background, which he took as, um, you know, rooting for him, although they were protesting. <laughs> um, she thinks everybody and, loves her, doesn't she, girl? Everybody. I Every-
1: mean, yeah. it's i mean a lot of of the white girls do love her a lot of the white girls they do but
0: there's just a level of narcissism that's just like there's not a doubt like is there no doubt that maybe they don't like no i guess not um but he's been living that way for a long time a long time yeah uh but he dubbed uh he talked about operation warp speed which he then went on to say it means big and it means fast bitch we know what warp speed like what are you talking about anyone who's watched fucking star trek or star wars uh but, God, I just can't believe how simple these these queens are. Like, just... Ugh. You know, I haven't listened... So, I listened to him speak about this, and it it made me realize that Alec Baldwin really ain't doing nothing. Like, he has... There's so much to work with there. Like, it is crazy to literally... Li- like, as I've always kind of read the transcripts, but to really listen to him give a speech or talk, like, it is something else. Um, So, I don't recommend it, especially if you're not feeling a good headspace, but it is... It's something. It is like, wow, look at what we did. Oh, but it is, it is that
1: one black female comedian on Twitter who's really doing him justice. Sarah Cooper. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. You've seen her. her when she lip cinches him, she does a good job. Honestly, oh, better than, yeah. than Alec Baldwin. Although Alec Baldwin is another sexy daddy. I just want to throw that out there. But... Uh. <laughs> i had to check her
0: out it looks like her twitter is sarah cpr yeah
1: she's amazing and she her you know her actually her takes on trump have been getting a lot of traction she really a lot of those press conferences she redoes them and she does an amazing (laughs) job i had to check that out yeah i
0: mean anything but again he gives he gives the comedians a lot to work with um he went on to then say that vaccine or no vaccine we're gonna be back like (laughs) he's ready to do this. Uh, And of course, it's just so frustrating as I said. It goes back to this testing idea. It turns out LA, and we kind of mentioned in the past, is the first American city to allow testing whether you have symptoms or not. So that's the other big piece of this is like, some of the testing that some of the states are allowing is only if you're showing symptoms, only if you have a fever and things like that. But that, you know, there's plenty of people who can be asymptomatic and there's plenty of people who can just be carriers. So that's not giving all the clues in terms of how many people potentially could be passing on the virus.
1: I mean, girl, if you really, if you, I mean, I, I would tell a girl, if you really want to test, like lie about your symptoms. I mean, <laughs> I'm that type of girl who I will, oh my God, my pain is so bad. I go to the uh. ER just because I want to get a scan and I will. <laughs> Uh, so make sure ex- you got insurance because er know, is no exactly no it's no, joke, <laughs> no <but> penny <laughs> i will yes. exaggerate if i really want to test done i will exaggerate my symptoms so i mean just throwing i'm not a medical girl but well i'm recently- telling you a girlfriend you know.
0: of mine recently thought, you know, she felt like she had symptoms, and she recently missed like an email for something, like potentially a like interview for something. And she's like, "Oh well, but I didn't technically go test it." I was like, "Girl, how she how would she know? How would they know? Like, tell them that you almost were on
1: your deathbed. Tell exactly. you went to the hospital.
0: know nobody know. <laughs> they gonna go check your medical records? No." <laughs>
1: And especially as a black person, you know, they're not, they're not necessarily taking you that seriously when you go to the ER or when you Talk go about to the doctor, it. especially Talk if you're a black it. woman, I hate to, you know, that's even, that's even more so mm. an issue with black female patients. And so I think that you really, honestly, to make yourself heard, you have to probably exaggerate your symptoms, you know, and do it in a way that's most convincing. You got to put on your best Meryl Streep. Angela Bassett acting job, you know, when you in front of these doctors, especially white doctors, because they are not taking us seriously. So you got to make it seem like you're on your way out of here.
0: Yeah. Do do whatever you need to do, because I mean, the Associated Press has said that 41 out of our good 50 states are still falling short of testing. Um, And this weekend, we're recording this on Saturday, uh, the 16th, this weekend, 48 out of our 50 states are supposed to be reopening. It looks like the only ones um, who aren't doing are Massachusetts and Connecticut. Um, But even New York is, like, parts of upstate New York are going to be opening up, like, in terms of
1: businesses and things like that. So... Be careful out there, y'all. It's yeah. Fine. we not I mean, over. Don't we are not, I mean it's not over. Just cause Americans got tired of it does not mean coronavirus. <laughs> it, is I done feel
0: like with. that's really what happened. People were like, you know. you know what? I'm done with this. I'm ready
1: for summer. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> and then you got and then you got Miss DJ T out there, you know, furthering the narrative and rolling the girls up, you know. Still not wearing masks. <laughs> Still not wearing a mask. Still so. not we- she not masked for masks. Nope. And in fact, Doctor Fauci even testified before the Senate the other day and in the meeting, or in the uh, Senate hearing, Doctor Rand Paul, Doctor Rand Paul, who actually has coronavirus himself. Is he a, a doctor? Himself, unfortunately, yeah, he's somebody's doctor. Oh. I think he's he's a uh, I think he's an eye doctor, if I'm not mistaken. I have to look. Oh, oh, girl. Does I mean, that even count? Yeah, but, um, yeah it, it does count. Yes, actually, I, guess. I know. It optometrist. Does, I it. it does I count. It. I'm I know what you mean though. I'm but joking. anyway. Um, <laughs> I mean, there's a
0: difference between you and the person who's doing the national response to um, our country's disease, uh, our country, you know, who's helping to do our national response to a pandemic um, that
1: is ravaging our country. But yes. But then he tried to to downplay Dr. Fauci's credentials and say, who are you really to tell us about opening up the economy? Why should we listen to the health experts like you? And Dr. Fauci had a good comeback for Rand Paul, just talking about his own credentials and the fact that. Essentially, he's trying to, he's not trying to destroy the economy, but what he wants to do Mm. uh, is to make sure it's safe. Because if we have to have another shutdown towards the end of the year, then that's going to hurt the economy. Mm. That's going to make things even worse, right? So, yeah. So, I mean, Dr. Fauci is ready for those girls. And, you know, that, I mean, he is, Dr. Fauci is really, he's actually being a little less careful now that basically the coronavirus task force is kind of is on its way out basically being dismantled and so i feel like dr fauci is more free to speak his mind defy trump a little bit because
0: i was just seeing what is her name dr oh was it dr
1: Dr. deborah burks yeah that complicit white woman. so is it it on the because it seems
0: I just saw something about how she's been getting into it with the CDC, which, of course, uh, like going on a little bit. Of time, like, you know, the CDC was in the news this week about with Trump. Because Actually, it's to the point about them wanting to reopen. The CDC had come up with all these guidelines for states and businesses and everything, even from churches to follow. And basically, the administration was like, throw that shit out the window. We don't care about about that. But come on, free press, you know, protection of the, the true people. They, that shit still got leaked. So then they had to kind of. You know, they got thrown the backside and had to kind of actually say like, okay, well, maybe there's some stuff we can use here. But he got in trouble for that, um, and I think there's been some contention between him and Miss um, Burns. Who, who, so, whose side was she on? Whose side was she on? I think. Well, I well the I think she's mixed. Like, I think th- I think the feeling is that she's that in some ways she's useful because she does seem to have Trump's ear, yes. um, and that she's well, like in some ways that he doesn't. I guess rumblings are that or rumors are that he doesn't always like how Dr. Fauci speaks to him, probably because he talks to him like you're a fucking idiot and like, right. what you're doing. But I think she seems to she when she she seems to be able to talk him off of doing certain irresponsible things a bit easier. But at the same time, there some of the critiques have been like she likes to be front and center, she likes attention. Um, Like, you know, apparently the head of the CDC and her like worked together way back in the day on like cancer research, I think, or something like that. So
1: there's just some worry about her priorities. She was actually an HIV researcher, too. She was actually an HIV researcher along with Dr. Fauci. But uh, my thing about Dr. Birx is that she'll come before us. Uh, in a press conference and downplay, downplay things, downplay the importance of testing or talk about how Trump is just, you know, so he has such a great business mind for data. Like she's bullshitting us and she's just, she plays that complicit right, white woman role. So whether or not she, you know, has Trump's ear, it, to me, she's embarrassing herself and destroying her own legacy. And I, I, I applaud Dr. Fauci for at least being more matter of fact, yeah. And telling us more of the truth, even if it contradicts what Trump says versus her, who keeps her mouth shut when she disagrees yeah, she, yeah, with him so, um, Yeah, there's definitely, yeah, that's it. Uh, but it kind of
0: speaks to, I mean, sort of the type of people like Dr. Fauci, who unfortunately aren't even there anymore. You know, let's talk about Rick Bright, who was um, a former top vaccine official with the Biomedical Advanced Research and Development Authority, who got, uh, you know, kicked to the side uh partly there was a lot there's a lot here i mean partly it seemed like you know so this came this was testimony that he did under a whistleblower um complaint that was made and just he was kind of speaking to issues around you know his warnings about shortages like supply shortages not being taken seriously There, he felt like there were some attempts in the process um, in the vetting process of a hydrochloroquine Hy- hydroxychloroquine um, right sorry hydroxychloroquine yes. thank you for that miss, miss that xy uh, which we know um, some of that was found in fish cleaner that you know some stupid white people had taken and, and one of them had died from but was something that Trump had been pushing as a quick remedy um i think it's also found in like malaria medicine but in a different form and
1: i think in the fish cleaner i think it it might have a similar name but i don't know if it's quite the same mm. composition as the drug hydroxychloroquine yeah no no definitely i mean but no. but the white the dumb white bitches of course <laughs> took you know it, uh, hopefully they i mean hopefully they made it but i know some of them were taking fish cleaner so
0: yeah but he was talking about how just at, at every level there was a lack of preparation for this pandemic by the administration, including like securing ventilators, um, making sure you get, they even got virus samples um, to help manufacture the vaccine. Um, he made this point, you know, I know, trump in his recent press conference on friday who was talking about you know reopenings and like operation warp speed about you know speeding this vaccine to people by like the end of the year when he was saying vaccines take a long time um and feeling like that was way too optimistic and felt very unlikely and that the u.s is already losing time um and he believed that partly why he was dem- demoted and retaliated against was for calling out the administration on
1: these failures. And trump trump has called him a disgruntled employee I think in in one of those news conferences so or when he was on I think on the uh on the green there getting in the helicopter so he's just trying to downplay <laughs> him like every other person he's fired but this man is the real deal like he's telling us the truth yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, definitely worth um if you haven't checking like checking out or even looking at highlights um from his testimony. Uh, but just something that it made me think about because there's been so much talk about this vaccine, and I mean definitely I guess it's on the front of my mind being a California girl is knowing how there's been like the anti-vaccination movement, and it just there was some really good articles. There's one in the New York Times just talking about. That this there's potentially this battle brewing around dis misinformation and and where public officials, scientists, and politicians are going to have to be going against all these edge. Well, I don't even know if there's still edge cases anymore. Movements around you know anti-vax, anti anti-vaccination, especially the idea that even if it's this vaccine is rolled out or and, and there's like, everyone's being encouraged to take it that in some ways that kind of feeds into this narrative of like, Oh, here they are really trying to control us through this vaccine or here they are trying to hurt my children, which there's a lot of the reason that, you know, these anti like they basically have this feeling that by taking a vaccine, you know, that's where autism comes from. That's where you're actually like, you know, hurting your immune system by taking a vaccine and, and, you know, letting yourself be weaker. to
1: so, to fight, you know different
0: viruses and diseases that naturally occur. And that, and that's interesting because
1: that's like the the white anti-vaccine movement but I I've, I've heard a lot of black girls say they're not going to take the vaccine because they're you know a, you, really? of course a lot of black people have reticence about medicine and medical professionals just because of oh, I mean the Tuskegee yes. experiment and all the experimentation that was done on black people during slavery like it has its roots in do you want to say a little bit about the tuskegee experiment just for anyone who might not i mean most people know well most black people know <laughs> yeah i mean i think yeah so it was interesting because in tuskegee uh i think they were i think they were in they were in the military these men who actually they were mm-hmm. um diagnosed with syphilis and instead of giving the men the treatment for the syphilis they did not they gave them placebos or they gave them Some other Mm. medications That did not treat the syphilis And of course some of these men Developed more advanced syphilis Later in life Mm. uh, That left them debilitated Or I think even in some cases Might have killed them And so it just um, You know instead of treating uh, Syphilis which is very common To military men at that time So um, Mm. But that's just one of many things That's probably the most famous Of you know big medicines like abuse of black people but i just saw a lot of black people even now to this day are like oh i'm not taking that vaccine when it comes out but you know what i'm getting that i'm getting that vaccine when it comes out because i (laughs) i am too i do not i want to go about living my life i want to be able to get on a plane again i want to be able to go to a restaurant again and meet up with my girls and so i'm going to take the vaccine yeah but i I think there's a real worry in like well if some people don't take the vaccine like
0: It doesn't work unless we're all trying. You know, I mean, this isn't just like a flu. Like this is something that you really need to protect yourself against. And there are these groups. So there are these groups on Facebook that are kind of like promoting, like you know and you know and you know don't take the vaccine don't get involved and the, the really interesting thing is sometimes they're not just they they don't always it's not always clear that that's their intent like sometimes it's about like you know healthy eating right, and yoga exactly. and things like that that they slip the in the crunchy message cr- crunchy moms crunchy uh, cannula, they might yeah they might you know homeschool be, groups yes, but or, uh, so, some of those some of those people have money like there're plenty of big i mean Jenny McCarthy i think yeah Jenny McCarthy who's on um
1: mass singer as a judge she's
0: a big anti-vaxxer and i think she's pulled back from some
1: of her beliefs around that but i know but now jessica bill is like it's been outed as a anti-vaxxer justin timberlake's wife you know and the actress so yeah and, I mean, I think there's... You could
0: also... I I can't remember this later. There's someone who's talking about... You know, this even gets into other conspiracy theories. Like, you know, they would talk about 5G. 5G being this next, you know, new um, technology rolling out. That maybe
1: that's the cause of the coronavirus. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, I mean, so... And it's totally unrelated, of course. Like, there's no evidence to link those things, but... <laughs>
0: I mean, but the, but it's just all these conspiracies and, you know, there was this video that had um, gone, uploaded to YouTube called Plandemic, which was literally, and this is, you know, goes into this, like, you know, with all the idiots and the administration we have to worry about, them, which is like this lady, Judy Mikovits, like this doctor who was just you know kind of um not disbarred i'd be like a lawyer but basically um discredited um and like makes all these false claims about the fact that you know like basically that coronavirus um that basically like you shouldn't be vaccinating against it that's not the way to fight the coronavirus that you shouldn't be wearing masks and part of the reason that some of these things were grabbed onto is because there was so much you know There was a lack of a clear messaging from the administration about should we even wear masks? We just were talking about today that like Trump is still not wearing masks, Pence is still not wearing masks. So it's like that just leads credence to the idea that, like, oh, masks aren't the way. That's actually how the virus gets spread. Like this video got 8 million views before it got taken down in like 48 hours. And it kind of goes to some of my issues with like Facebook. You know, I, I had a friend who was um thinking about applying for a job at Facebook, and I was like, bitch, that company's evil. And yes, every company has evil. Things to it especially under capitalist system blah 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 blah. but there's just something about facebook when i think about you know the reasons why we're in the situation the reason why we got trump yes. like misinformation and the spread and them just always wanting to be like oh we're just you know we're just a platform. We don't have anything to do with it. People can just say whatever they want. And they are. In these small groups, people are saying whatever they want and talking about conspiracy theories. And YouTube, even YouTube was trying to get in front of it. But, you know, there's so many videos. They're literally looking at billions of views and billions of videos on on their websites that yes, they only got 8 million, but that's still 8 million people watching a conspiracy video. And it takes them time to take these things down. And the damage is already done. People can still repost the video. They change the name. They hide it. They put it in the secret Facebook groups that Facebook doesn't police as much
1: as like more public facing groups and misinformation spreads. Sometimes the journalists get in, the, infiltrate those groups and expose expose like the white supremacist Facebook groups and all that. Basically we're relying on journalists yeah. to do it because Facebook doesn't ever police those kind of groups. And really to me, Facebook, Mark Zuckerberg is a quintessential both sides girl. Mm. Like he's a quintessential girl who's trying to, you know, Oh, well all information is equal. And you know, we don't like to police content and we just want to be a platform for everyone. And my issue though, is now I think Mark Zuckerberg has actually come out, especially when Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders were still in the primary in contention for the Democratic nomination, Mark Zuckerberg has almost explicitly come out in support of Republican policies and basically not how Republicans basically don't want to police these platforms. Like he's basically come out in favor of that sort of policy and even, you know, even considered donating to some of those Republican groups and uh, Republican organizations. So I just, Mark, it really, Facebook has become a very evil platform. Honestly, yeah. it really has. It really has. I think we have some good news, though. Thank you. Wonderful. (laughs) Bring us out of that. Yeah. (laughs) Bring us out of that, because we got to get out of the darkness sometimes and into the light. And, you know, it's funny, because today we record again on uh, May 16th to Saturday, and President Obama gave a commencement specifically for HBCUs, Historically Black Colleges Mm -hmm. and Universities, today, um, which kind of, he did one for the people, you know, we got to big ups for Obama, because... You know, we rarely hear him or rarely does he get credit for kind of explicitly doing anything for black people. And so he he did. He did one for the HBCUs Mm -hmm. today for all the 2020 grads who couldn't have their official graduations on site. Um, And he once again mentioned failures of leaders on the coronavirus issue, um, which many took as a slight against Trump, another slight against Trump. And so, I was just proud of him for that. Because not only is Obama coming out more forcefully, even though he didn't mention Trump explicitly, but also doing one for the HBCUs. And tonight, he will be doing one at 8 p.m. for... Well, tonight on Saturday. So, by the time you all hear this, it will have been done. But he's doing one that's going to be broadcast on the four major networks, ABC, NBC, CBS, and Fox. And, of course, Miss DJT is going to be jealous, Okay. She, you know miss djt <laughs> miss donald j trump loves her media coverage and she's about to be mad um so expect a bunch of obamagate you know conspiracy tweets tonight and really against the media because of course i mean the whole reason she's president is because she ran being jealous of you know this black man who was president so mm-hmm.
0: birtherism birth exactly. conspiracies about the fact that you know you know uh Signal boosting, that kind of nonsense. Uh, but real quick, I mean, the one thing I really took from the speech was the fact that he, you know, he talked about Ahmed Arbery. Like he talked about in terms of like the that it is really important as black people to both find allyship and the struggle of other people, but also to look toward our past. to look for the trailblazers who have, you know, done this work, you know, to look at the the forefathers and foremothers to really feel inspiration to get through this moment. Um, And I really appreciated that. Like, you know, I definitely have some critiques of Obama, but I definitely think this was a moment where I was like, yes, my black president, I've missed you. Amen.
1: You know, we all miss him.
0: But I think your point about like Obamagate, like, and we're not going to spend too much time on this because it's literally just a deflection. Um, for those of you who don't know, Obamagate um, was a, a hashtag that Trump was trying to start last weekend um, off the back of um, unmasking of, you know, basically the clarification that there were um, previous members of the um, Obama administration who had basically had warnings I guess or just been notified that there were concerns around Flynn and it just kind of plays into this idea that um Trump feels like he's been set up with all this Flynn stuff and Russia stuff and just feels like it was a set up by Obama to like for him to fail and all this other bullshit. Um but really it just feels like, "Girl, we don't like At this point, 89,135 Americans have died. Stop fucking trying to distract us about bullshit. Like, she's so obsessed with Obama, so obsessed with trying to find someone else to blame than her fucking self and all these fucking crooks that he put in office. Like, Oh, yeah, Obamagate is the new
1: birtherism. Like, I I mean, it really is. And actually, there's a good piece in The Atlantic that talks about that. Um, And so, I mean, yeah, it really is. He's just trying to, you know, build that base again of racist white people, who are, just have so much resentment of Obama for being a black man who became president and for all his achievements. And so this is just another form of that. And trying to distract us like from, like you said, from these 89,135 Americans who have died because of his inept response to coronavirus. So, hmm. Hmm. Um, But yeah, just kind of along those same veins, talking about Michael Flynn and Attorney General Bill Barr, uh the black federal judge in dc oh come on the say black it again federal judge in dc Emmett sullivan who's a, a bill clinton appointee um is not dropping the case against michael flynn just yet even though attorney general bill barr and the justice department have formally dropped the case but the judge really has the final say um and in fact he's inviting amicus curé um or friend of the court uh friend of the court Meaning he's inviting third like parties. Basically, that's like exactly. outside people. Yeah, he's like inviting third parties. Basically, like, I don't trust either. Like, somebody exactly. else. Exactly. So he's inviting third party groups to come and make the case against Michael Flynn since the Justice Department won't. So that it... And I think he even added another judge on there to even review the exactly, case Exactly. Well. Because so know. many people, so many legal scholars, so many people, former Justice Department officials, are completely outraged about... Uh, the, the the Department of Justice dropping the case against Michael Flynn. They think it's a miscarriage of justice and, of course, political interference on behalf of the Trump administration. So uh, Judge Sullivan basically said, OK, I'm not dropping this case just yet. We're going to have a third party look into this and make the case against him. And, of course, the move was opposed by Flynn's lawyers who argued that it would be inappropriate to allow third parties to weigh in on the case. But Judge Sullivan does not play these games. Mm -mm. In fact, he even accused Michael Flynn of treason one time because, basically, what he's being accused of is lying about his contacts with the Russian ambassador. And what happened was, even with Susan Rice and even possibly other members of the Obama administration... Um, What they were doing is they actually, of course, were spying on or recording calls of the Russian ambassador and just so happened that Michael Flynn happened to be an American that he was talking to, you know, whether it was authorized or not um, is unclear, but, you know, they thought that Michael Flynn was compromised because he was lying about his Russian contacts. And so Mm. and of course, he did lie to the FBI when he was interviewed about his Russian contacts. Um, and so it was, you know. Judge Sullivan actually uh, pot said that basically Michael Flynn's guilty plea, or some element of his defense, and then taking back his guilty plea could even constitute perjury. So Judge Sullivan is not mm. playing with Michael Flynn;
0: he is not or the Department playing of Justice or Bill
1: Barr. So,
0: <laughs> and there was um, and there was a really interesting CNN article just about the fact that, like, you know, in some ways, if this goes against trump you know once and goes you know kind of puts him in the corner and he tries to pardon that it makes it look even more fucking shifty that this hat like so it makes it even more clear that basically you were just using you know bar and the department for justice to basically protect yourself which is not what you're fucking supposed right, to do of
1: course. i mean of course it never happened in the obama administration but you know who's keeping tabs? So? <laughs> who's keeping tabs? we are, <laughs> we, are. we are exactly <laughs>
0: uh so then and and another story um uh this is maybe mixed news there's some good there's i mean mostly good i mean the bad is really about whether it can come to pass um on friday there was recently a vote by um the house representatives on the heroes act which is basically the new cares act uh this is a three trillion dollar package it did pass the house which is democratically controlled so really the trouble is about miss senate miss mcconnell um What's included in here is a lot of great things. Um, Personally, you know, as a progressive girl, there's some things that I wish had been taken a bit further because, of course, it's going to get knocked down a bit by the other side. But still, another round of stimulus checks. So, you know, another $1,200 come into your pockets. Um, (laughs) (laughs) No, I know, basically going to pay that rent. That's overdue. Um, You know, additional uh, loan payments. um, So uh, I think the loan payments are... $10,000 10,000 on federal but even 10,000 on private which I'm happy about cuz I do have some private loans. Hello. Um an extension on, you know, some of this these um loan forgiveness to 2021, um federal unemployment extension, um $13 an hour additional hazard pay for all essential em- employees which kind of speaks to the reason that they're calling it the Heroes Act to truly, you know, support the people who have been put, been out the front lines and doing, you know, Really taking care of us um, during this pandemic. Um, another point, which is very close to my heart, cause I definitely have families being affected. By not being out of a job and still needing to pay their rent um, support, um, like rental support, um, being, you know, creating this kind of fund that people can apply for. Basically, I'm guessing that you just show that like, oh, you've gotten laid off due to coronavirus um, and basically be apply for this to get rental support with your rent and also mortgages wrapped in there as well. And Democrats coming through to save Ms. Um U.S. Postal Service, which the Republicans have been trying to privatize for years and basically just try and get rid of.
1: And of course right before we probably are going to have to mail in vote in November. So very convenient that the Republicans mm. want the USPS Ooh. to go bankrupt, you know, the postal yeah, yes. service right before <laughs> I mean cuz right it's there. unclear whether we're going to be able to vote in person in November based around what coronavirus does in combination with seasonal flu, so you know.
0: Yeah, and I know Cal- I know California recently has, you know, made it mail in um voting possible, but you know, it's a state level thing that are at least the federal government leaving it to the States. And we know how some of these States be yes. acting, especially when it comes to voting rights of um, certain people. Um, the other thing I just wanted to say about the heroes that like, just things that I think, you know, partly because again, there are things I think that are really amazing about it, but just to kind of put in perspective, you know, some of the more, more progressive, um, you know, congressional members, I think they call it the CPC. So it's people like AOC, um, Uh, people in that like like the squad were kind of pushing and others were kind of pushing for was not just to get another kind of one-time twelve hundred dollar payment but even to get like monthly payments to get even more support not just getting ten thousand dollars to get thirty thousand dollars um but and And those monthly payments would have been for
1: how much two thousand dollars a month right is what they the progressives
0: are pushing for yeah so yeah yeah it was it was so there are, you know, other countries that are do, you know, other countries that have even been, like, in terms of trying to get people not even laid off, have been taking, you know, I think, in like, the UK, Canada, have even been giving between, like, 80, even, I mean, starting at more, like, 70, like, 70, even uh, 90% of, like... Um, people's um salaries to kind of keep them employed to kind of help with that so there is countries that are going a bit further um so i think there you know there's nothing wrong with you know pushing it a bit especially knowing what the kind of pushback we're gonna already we know we're gonna get honestly i don't know what your opinion is girl i don't think she's gonna pass um right. partly i, don't I think either. it's because I don't um, it's already
1: getting pushback from both trump and mcconnell so i i think there's no way that yeah. even the 1200 dollars the additional 1200 dollars payment along with the other, you know, the $13 an hour hazard pay for essential workers. And none of this is going to get passed, unfortunately.
0: So I I think that's why I'm frustrated. Because I'm like, you should, like, go hard with it. Because I'm like, in some ways, like, this is also a political act i think in some ways like knowing how republicans are these days like then make it so clear knowing that we not biden as a representative to inspire the girls to see that like yes democrats are working but no we're really working we're really fighting these fucking people for you um and that we really are pushing to do something different um because 1200 even the 1200 like even the past 1200 even another 1200 like people already been off for two months like that's still not rent in a lot of major cities like So,
1: I think they could have gone Uh, a bit harder, but yeah. In Detroit, in Michigan, uh, they're, they're gonna start evicting people (sighs) on June the 12th. So, you know how there was a moratorium on evictions during the coronavirus pandemic, but now I guess. So that ends? It it looks like it ends on June the 12th unless the, unless the governor (sighs) extends it again, so. And I
0: So, yeah, and seeing and seeing quotes from, like, McConnell, like, you know, that he doesn't think we have the urgency of acting, you know, um, let me give his exact word. I don't think we have yet the fe- felt the urgency of acting immediately. That time could develop. I don't think it has yet. And you're literally talking about people potentially about to get evicted. But here we have... Um, you know, the Senate majority leader saying that I don't think there's any urgency yet.
1: What a, what a ridiculous yeah. man. I mean, to me, he to me, he's the enemy. Like Trump is Trump is one form of the enemy and he's the more powerful form of the enemy because he's way mm-hmm. more. Um, I won't say powerful than Trump, but he's way more effective. Right. And getting those evil judges. Yeah. In, and, right. You know, and constantly derailing progressive legislation on behalf of the American people. I mean, he is absolutely the worst.
0: Like he's playing the long game. Like they, like the, he's a part. He's a part of the type of Republicans. Like we're talking like Newt Gingrich, like those types who've been playing this game for, who've been setting up for us to get to this moment of uh, where the Republicans can literally continue to steal elections, continue to constantly be voted in, despite literally having like a minority base. Um, like for decades like this is their moment and they are heartless and they are not playing by any of the old you know political playbooks um like just seeing you know there was recent news about rich burr who's north carolina senator um having to step down because um due to an fbi pro about him selling stocks ahead of the pandemic like here's the one a republican who got inside information he was supposed to be using this information you know i think he's on the intelligence committee yeah he's the chair of the intelligence committee Ch- yes. chair. So, <laughs> the fucking chair of the intelligence committee so you're getting the most updated information that the rest of us Americans don't have. Like, bitch, if I knew that there was a fucking magnetism coming, yeah, I'd sell exactly. my stocks too. Like, you don't see anything wrong with the- that and then there's literally anything you're gonna go out to them bail out businesses like, oh, don't get me started. But, just seeing that that's still happening at the same time and just... You know, he hasn't been like he's still in office. Yes. Like, yeah, he had to step down, but I bet you he'll be put back. Just like that other fucking yeah. race. He only stepped um...
1: down as chair of the committee. He hasn't stepped down <laughs> from his seat, you know, so he's still even though I mean Great the joke. FBI basically issued a raid on him, so for insider mm. trading. And what uh it's so interesting too that um like you said how Republicans are just so for corporate welfare, but never for helping out people, like you know, Mitch McConnell, Richard Burr, etc. But even another thing that the republicans are really pushing is basically liability protection for companies so like how they're trying to force uh how companies are trying to force people to come back to work even when it's not safe just yet basically the republicans want the businesses to be absolved of all liability should their workers get coronavirus while working so that they cannot so that people cannot sue their employees for negligence if they get coronavirus while working
0: because because let's be real like at least this is my perspective your job doesn't care about you. These companies do not care about you. The reason they're allowing you to work from home, the reason they're allowing um, saying like, oh, be remote or don't come in like, OK, maybe some of them give, care about your welfare and your health. But really, it's because they don't want the liability. They don't want to get sued. They don't want you to have gone in and either cast the virus or pass it on to your mama or your grandmama or your granddad or your dad and then be able to say, I had to do the, You forced me to come into work. I'm now suing you. Because you know America's right. left to sue,
1: but that's my perspective. Right, so they won't. So the Republicans don't want you getting that extra twelve hundred dollars, but they do want companies having protection from your lawsuits. So just keep that in mind in November. Vote. What, what did President Obama tweet the other day? He tweeted one word: "Vote." Okay, in November. Ooh, yes. Um, and just kind of getting back into some lighter, better news. Um. You know, (laughs) for some some of us. us, Yeah, (laughs) so Howard Stern basically has come out and said, you know, he has a big base of white male listeners, right? Of course, Howard Stern's audience is heavily male, heavily white, probably a lot of crossover with Trump voters. Mm -hmm. And he basically, you know, he lives in the New York area. He is seeing New York being ravaged by coronavirus. And he said, you know what? Trump hates you. Okay, Trump has always been someone who loves wealth and celebrities, and he always wanted to be around celebrities and be in the limelight. And I feel
0: like he's known Trump. He, like knows, he Trump. knows Trump. Trump has been on his him.
1: show countless times. Like they actually were friends uh, prior to this, you know, prior to Trump running for president. But they were actually friends. Trump was a frequent guest on his show. He has said a number of outrageous things. He used to talk about womanizing on his show. And it's funny because. Uh, but he was saying that, you know, Trump has always been someone who wanted mm-hmm. to be around celebrities, invited a bunch of celebrities to his wedding, has always been interested in celebrity culture. And he really doesn't like all these, you know, white working class people who form his base, right? He really has a disdain for them, right? But he just pretends he bamboozles them into thinking that he's for them when he's really for the wealthy, for tax cuts for the wealthy, etc. And Howard Stern says, really, Donald Trump hates you, Right. And not only does Donald Trump hate you, but now I hate you too for voting for him. And, you know, that was actually, Howard Stern actually, I mean, I was proud of him because essentially (laughs) he was going against his own base, his large base of white male listeners, many of whom are probably Trump voters or supporters. And uh, I guess he's got enough money where he doesn't even care anymore. And a lot of them, Mm -hmm. you know, of course. Oh,
0: Howard Stern. Howard Stern will be, and that's the that's the kind. Again, we talked a little. We've been touching a little bit on allyship. That's a white ally. That's what, or that's the kind of. I don't know if we fully call him out, but that's kind of what we need going to elections. Like, tell your parents, tell your friends, like, wipe it on other white people and saying, "You're trash if you're gonna vote for Trump." Trump doesn't give a fuck about you. He doesn't care about you. Like, we don't need our Joe Rogan types who are basically like, oh, maybe I was going to vote for Bernie, but now that Bernie's not in it, yeah, maybe I'll vote for Trump. Again. Like, no, we don't fucking need that. Like, say that shit. No, we need what Howard Stern says. Like, if you think this is what Trump really thinks about you, and if you're still stupid to think he has your best yes. interest at heart, I feel I, amen. You
1: I love that. I always secretly had a little, like, little love for little Howard girl, Stern. You I used are, to watch his late night You are feeling show. the white men today. Oh no! Not that kind of love. Not the not, not that kind of love. Oh okay. no! Okay. Not that kind of love. No, just secret little. Yeah, just a little. Of like people. I just used to when I was when I was a teenager. I used to watch his show at night on E, and I used to love him and Robin. I, mean, and I like now. him. He but has no, a lot of not hair. hair. Not that kind of love. I got I got, a lot I, like I got I some standards. I got some standards. he a lot of hair. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you do actually. Maybe that's more your type, I mean, you know. Keep trying it. Keep trying it, hoe. I'll stick with I'll stick with Chris
0: Maloney. Okay. <laughs> keep stick with Office Stable. Oh, sorry. Stable Elliot Stable. El- Elliot Stable. Yeah. Uh, uh-
1: <laughs> yeah. And then also, too, there was a new Inter- entertainment weekly cover celebrating LGBT uh professionals. I mean, professionals in the in yeah. Hollywood. Yeah, you know. I- and that was just really interesting because the, who they chose to include and who not. Uh, which is kind of an interesting thing, right? Do you want to talk about that more, Miss Yeah? Because you
0: know I'm an entertainment girl. I live in Miss L A. Uh, and I saw this like going around on Twitter, and I just thought it was an interesting. Like I actually don't. I mean, compared to what we've been talking about and everything that's going on, like anything even controversial about it is
1: like, I guess, girl. Uh, but right, I just
0: right.
1: thought it was because there was some representation. Miss Ruse included. Yes, you see, Mama Rue you know, in a Laverne cute Cox. Mama
0: Rue's wearing a cute little La- fringe outfit with a nice long wig. Um, yeah, sorry, Laverne Cox. Janelle Monae. Mm-hmm.
1: Janelle Monáe, right.
0: Little Nas X is there. Um, but I just for me it was more like there was just one glaring omission. I mean, and there were just some addition. I mean, in terms of like you know hollywood is very white but in general like the people that were you know they had Ryan Murphy there um they had Dan Levy um who did um Shits Creek great show on Netflix um really funny love it i don't know if you've ever have you ever checked out Shits Creek yeah. I love Yeah. So freak. so Dan Levy's him, on there yeah. being held by John Waters. John Rose iconic, queer, um, you know, filmmaker, director, writer by hero you know, Harrison. George George Takai is featured. Yeah, so there's some more representation stuff. there. um uh, Miss Ellen, our problematic lesbian queen, Miss Ellen is there. <laughs> um but for me Ricky Martin. Ricky Martin. Of, you know, um but for me, I think what was missing was like, where was Billy Porter? Like Girl, how are you gonna do it? Like, especially for like someone who is black and so fiercely gay and Hollywood, and had his moment with Pose, and you know, just and um, you know, musicals, um, like Kinky Boots. And I was like, "Where's Billy Porter?" And the people that they do have there, like Marlene Dietrich, fine, I appreciate Marlene Dietrich. Um, they had um, oh god, now I'm blanking on his name. Um, what was it, it? Rock Hudson. Uh, well, I'll get to Miss Rock Hudson. No, before her, I oh, want to talk okay. about um, Freddie Mercury again okay oh,
1: yes, yes. i okay. mean even
0: right. how i don't think of freddie Mercury's even hollywood but rock husson that girl that, i'm like okay y'all pushing it miss rock husson she didn't really even come out i mean i feel like did she- you could argue whether she to even the came very, out like, it was the girl, very what end, yeah and then they got this the stonewall brick there i don't even know what that's about <laughs> like they got a brick right behind Lil Nas X between him and George IK. It's like, what was the brick for, girl? So there are some choices that were made, but um, I don't know. So the main omission for me is just Billy Porter. Like y'all trying it with that one. Uh, I could also see um Wanda Sykes be there, but
1: oh yeah, Wanda Sykes should have been featured there too. I feel, I feel like I think I think that's an omission too, a gla- a pretty glaring omission. But I mean, I I will say I think. I think to do this effectively, they really need should have had a committee with a lot of representation, you know? no, oh. That's the only way you're gonna get every person, um, every important person in how a committee is have, what do you mean committee? To choose to choose the cover like to choose oh, who's gonna be girl, on the cover. They don't have the time you can't just rely day. on like three or four people choosing who Or it's be like
0: to cover. or you can't just rely on if those people are mostly white. Are those people like that's about where representation well, exactly. counts. Like you know, and I doubt EW doesn't have people of color or queer people of color on their staff to speak up. And maybe they did speak up or maybe they were on that committee and they just got outvoted being like, oh, no, it'd be, you know, Rock Hudson is having his moment because Hollywood's on Netflix and we need to speak to that. Right. And it's like, I guess, girl. But, you know, you never know what's really happening behind the scenes. But definitely that Billy Porter thing. y'all, Y'all fucked up with that one. Um, yeah,
1: they messed up on that. They did. But
0: t- speaking of entertainment, it's kind of like a good lead-in um, to kind of talking about some other types of news. There was recently an article in the LA Times about speaking to creatives of color, just about kind of their how they feel about coronavirus um, as affecting their work and TV and this recent... Um, you know, not even just push, but this recent plethora of shows that are showing diverse experiences, showing different black experiences. We kind of, I think you brought up the question, and I think I kind of answered it, in just saying like, yes, I think this is um a great moment for the black TV, and there is a this great quote here from Kenya Barris, who we talked about last week, creator of Blackish and the new Netflix show um, Black AF, saying that there's nothing. You know, there's this has been nothing short of a black renaissance in film and TV, Um, and just feeling like, yes, is this great moment? But now, you know, some the industry itself, the entertainment industry itself, is kind of going into survival mode. People aren't going to movie theaters. Like in some ways, yes, people are more watching TV and and consuming content, but that's going to run out. You can't create, or you have to create it in different way. Because you, how are you going to film a live action show? You know. Right now you can't even do it, but also there's just all these new safety precautions that are going to need to be implemented and, um, you know, new ways of being on set and taking care of your health, especially because, like we've been saying, we think this coronavirus is going to be around for a while. So it's going to make things more expensive and maybe that's going to be the difference between another black show being greenlit to be made or something else that, you know, maybe people aren't going to be as willing to take certain chances, especially knowing that certain things might cost more than they did previously
1: um well tyler perry i mean tyler perry still said he's gonna produce he's gonna move all his actors on you know onto his new studio property yeah so I feel but, like it, but it's always he's gonna be creating yeah right? but it's always we're mean, saying like
0: in some ways and that's i think the thing that like i we we touched we didn't actually didn't really touch as much on tyler perry like i think there's there's a lot there with Tyler but I think I'd always give it credit Tyler Perry is fucking amazing because he's able to do his own thing like in some ways Tyler Perry is his own beast like that is not how the rest of the Hollywood industry functions and most of the Hollywood most of the people especially
1: being in and he's in Atlanta too I think that I think that allows for a little bit of difference it allows that but
0: also he just doesn't need to go he's not going to white investors he's not going to the white studio his to try and make the case for why this thing should be done or why you know as the article talks about you know someone um someone who was working on a um i think a film that kind of like has some like difficult black themes their investor just pulled out because they're like actually we just think people want things light or more fun so they want to deal with anything that's going to be too Mm -hmm. heavy um he doesn't have to worry about having those arguments because he's paying for his own shit he green lights his own stuff he doesn't have to worry about it and that's the kind of stuff like those decisions get made often by white people and often by people who don't who already have certain preconceptions certain ideas about what's going to work for mainstream America. And I think there is a worry that that will be harder going forward. I think um, Gloria um, Kellett, who was um, one of the co-creators of One Day at a Time, was worried about this momentum dying down of this desire for more um, diversity, inclusivity in terms of TV and film. And by the way, it was still not as great. Like, it was better. And I know Kenya was saying, you know, this is like, you know, a renaissance. But even then, that's still... Not as good
1: as it could be, um, in my opinion. Right, right. Well, I mean, we have to remember, coronavirus, I mean, the pandemic, at least, won't last forever. No, right? for sure, point, for We're sure. going to go back to a new version of normal. And so hopefully, you know, we can come together and and, and make sure that we are supporting this kind of content when it comes but,
0: out. And- yeah, and I think that's really valuable. But I think even if coronavirus, I think the effects of productions getting, like, those things can have long... Lasting refreshing. long. but I think that's actually, why it is really important yeah. to support, you know, buy black, support black and queer, I guess, <laughs> but but black right, and queer, right. but LGBT to support these shows, like you know, to support these creators, especially even in a time right now, um, because it is a hard time for a lot of, um, you know, creative individuals, creative people,
1: um, so yeah, yeah, and support those only fa- those black only fans, oh girl. <laughs> right <laughs> that's co- that's content too oh, yeah that's content right i thought you said rahim I mean, is fine rahim is counts. fine we
0: don't have to worry about rahim. Yeah. it's okay
1: <laughs> i'm yeah <laughs> max connor you know there's a few of them uh, a few of those girls
0: is, okay yeah. <laughs> I take Raheem over Mac. Anyway. Yeah, me too, me too. Me too. Me too. Uh, but we so we still got some enlightening to do. So uh we thought we were done, but we I will you know, I said that I still have some things to say about insecure and so we are going to do it. So Enlightened Judy's you know, this week we're still or <laughs> this Monday, we're still not done talking about insecure. And we also had a um question come in, um a male uh, yeah, oh. about um black AF. So we'll also talk a little bit about that. But insecure um i i'm gonna have to start this off um why i stopped watching it i think we could just start there so i i, I don't think i did okay. ever answer that question that um point when i said like i did start insecure. instagram maybe about halfway through and for me it, there were two reasons i stopped. one is like i would think and it's like i don't know why it really hit me but i think i was really over the fact that like isa cheated on lawrence i was like bitch like i and i, I get it but i was like bitch you cheated on We're this on good this, <laughs> oh my Like God. I really okay, keep going, keep it going, really gagged going, me. It keep really going. gagged it me. Okay, so I'll just say that well. But actually I think the bigger thing, weirdly enough, that I when it hit me when I rewatched was the episode where Molly stopped dating that man because he was bi. Or not even because I don't even know if you could even call him bi. He said he hooked up with a guy once. To so be that vulnerable and then to say something to someone you're dating, and I love that it was just felt so mature. And then to see how immature she was. And we know, especially season one, Molly that girl wasn't in therapy yet. She has some things to work through. Right. But oh, yeah. that really turned me off. And I think it was partly triggering.
1: But that's a very real thing. No, no, absolutely. I mean, a, a lot of black women are would not date... But I, and
0: I think that's why it's so triggering is because I've, I've talked to some of my girlfriends and I've even tried to push them on it because I've talked to some of them about how... I'm speaking about my black girlfriends, about how, yeah, like, how they will say, like, oh, no, I can never date someone bisexual. And it's like, well, why? And they're like, it's just something about it. And I'm like, but, girl... You can't compete with, like, like in some ways, they, like, the idea of, like, oh, I would rather he cheat on me with a woman than cheat on me with a man. And it's like, is that better? It's like, well, yeah. Because, and I'm like, but you, I mean, cheating is wrong. But, right, like, you weren't right. going to be competing with that man in certain as. In certain areas either way but i think there's just a little bit of like homophobia there just a little bit and ins- you
1: know i don't even know if it's homophobia but a little bit of i insecurity mean i think there. i think for black women i think i think it's about i think a part of it is the hiv risk i think that's a huge part i of, don't I think mean, i think no i'm not gonna say that's not I a part so. of it but i think, I think, think so. the, you the, th- th- on the dl i from yeah the okay i'll give you that. that i give you
0: dl i don't know about the hiv right. part like i think I think HIV is maybe a thought, but I don't think that's that first thought. I think it's more about, oh, no, I can't be with no DL, man.
1: I think that's more that T. I mean, I just know that I've I've had this conversation with a number of my black female friends, and some of them say, oh, it's because I can't compete with a man. You know, not that you should have to compete with anybody, right, male or female, but it's more along the lines of a lot of them, definitely, they feel like the HIV risk is greater if a man is going to sleep with another man, which, I mean... I, I, I've heard them verbatim say that. And so, I mean, I it's hard for me to argue that um, in terms of black women not wanting to date okay. men who are bisexual or have a gay history. I, it's something that you can't really, you know, argue with because it's like, okay, there probably is some heightened HIV risk or even if there isn't because he's being safe or whatnot, it's still something that you fear that I can't. Yeah, I
0: respect that. I think, I guess it's just the way that Molly did it was like, you know, Molly didn't talk about that. Molly was just like, no, he's gay. Like, the way Molly did it was messy and
1: immature, and I just wasn't into it. And it turned me off. Um, But, I mean, and she usually is messy and immature, honestly. Like, her character is not fully developed. And yet, I think that is part of what's so endearing about the show because it's showing some of these realities. Yeah, for sure. And, yeah. And I think, um, for it's so funny though because uh you know you and I have this kind of debate all the time about Daniel versus Lawrence. You know I love I'm Team Daniel all the way. It's not just aesthetics for me. It's not even though Daniel is so fine. Ooh, <sighs> oh. that man is everything. But it's really and I think Lawrence is handsome too. But it's really about Daniel. I think he was a provider for Isa. Like he provided her a place to stay. He was always looking out for her, making sure financially she was okay. That but, you know, and I just think that was a really important thing that Lawrence did not provide for. But her. so here's my he so devil's
0: advocate: that. you don't know that he. At the time we meet them, when we come into the relationship, he is not doing that. But they've been together five years, so we don't know at the time before that that he has in the past. I'm sure provided that for like we don't
1: know either way. But I would think they have.
0: Um, and I think in some ways, but way, it
1: said in the show in in the show at some point they say that he has not been working for. I think it's for a few years, right? I think in the first season they talk about for a that. few
0: years. But they met in college. They've been together five years, so it's like. But that's unacceptable <laughs> for a man not to be working. Girl, you sound so
1: like
0: my man that's gotta have a job. My man gotta be working.
1: Exactly. Girl, you don't get the fuck out of Bingo. here with that. Shut up. Can't stand here. Girl, I'm used to a certain lifestyle, <laughs> you know? I mean Oh, but and so is Issa. You saw that house Issa grew up in with the swimming pool. Like she's used to swimming so but she's uh, been hard on her luck for a minute.
0: I think she's grown accustomed she has, to something yeah. to to live it a little to bit, some a little different. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But uh, but I guess I guess and I get why I get I get that, and I think there's something to Daniel being there and being a good place for support, and I think that's why um there's that feeling like oh they should be together, but. I think, ultimately, they can't be together because there's just too much history. There's too much baggage. Like, it's just meth. Like, you are part... Like, I think any relationship... And again, you could say I'm wrong. You could, you know, disagree. But I think any relationship that starts from a place of cheating or that starts from the fact that, like... Like, let's be real. The re- Like, yes, they always had lingering feelings or there was a little subtle. But y'all fucked the- when he- she was still with another man, when she was still with her boyfriend of five years. If y'all get in a relationship, whether it's two months from now six months from now years from now i think there's still that place of like you know someone asks you oh how did y'all meet oh yeah we met you know we know each other for a bit but then i fucked him while i was still with my man like
1: i just think there's always that baggage there's always that baggage Mm. so so you disagree I I disagree with that for a few reasons, the first of which is, of course, they had history prior to that. They didn't date? Did they date? She was still with Daniel. I think they did have some romance. Girl, I don't think they No, I have to go back. You know what?
0: It's because it's fresh on me because I had to binge it because I was binging it to prep for the show. They did not date because they talked about how there's always been that kind of lingering attraction. Because there's that moment when they're on the couch before they end up fucking where she's basically like, well, why didn't you ever say anything? Why didn't you ever like? Like that's his moment to kind of say that actually I did have feelings for you, so I don't think they're no they I don't they definitely never dated. Okay, so
1: here's the second. Piece. Here's a second oh, okay, piece. I know. All right. I I know couples who have been married for twenty plus years. Uh-huh. Where- where one of them they cheated. came together where well, one of them yeah, they basically oh. one of them was the other man or other woman. Like and they've been together twenty plus years. I can think of one off the top of my head. Okay. They're like in their seventies now. So what does the I spirit
0: mean, say about that? Is it just like, you know, well, they just couldn't hold on to the man, so I saved them from that relationship. Like what is exactly. Oh, God.
1: <laughs> exactly. And, you know, I'm saying... And I'm just saying... But what I always say, too, if you can take my man, you can have oh, him. Like, oh, no. Honestly. If you can take my man, you can have him. Because, basically, it was something I wasn't doing that you can't. So, I but mean, then, I'm not
0: trying to be... But then you think that relationship is going to work? Because that's basically what you're making the case of, like, you think Daniel
1: and Issa could work. I do. I think Daniel and Issa could... I think just maybe they have uh, their... Pers- I Actually, I'm not sure they could work just because they both have abrasive personalities in specific ways that might not work with each other. But I love them together aesthetically. I love that he always supported her. Mm. I-, I love when she tried to support him and his music and what he was doing. I just thought they had the potential for a healthier relationship. I just something, you know, just okay. did not work there. Well, so, but- is. I don't oh, yeah. think it's
0: going anywhere yeah. either way. Because right now she got Nathan in the picture, who is so fine. Oh come on, light skin king. Like he is. Oh my god, that man is so oh, fine.
1: I I don't think he's that fine. Bro. What?
0: What is happening? No, do we know I'm... each other? Like, do you not think he's? You're really telling me, Daniel? Okay, I'm not gonna put you on the spot for well, Daniel, Daniel. Is versus... the finest right, man. right, we're not gonna show. do this.
1: But okay, I... Daniel. Is okay, the we're man gonna take
0: Daniel out of, out of it. But you don't. You don't do you think nathan's finer than lawrence or do you think lawrence is finer? no
1: i think lawrence is better than what Nathan. man do i have some bias toward light you know guys, i've had a bad yeah. a lot of i mean i'm light-skinned and i've had a lot about a lot of bad experiences with other oh my men. god i can't so stand I feel like that you might me. i'm not i don't stand light-skinned men anymore oh like, we're I, not gonna do I'm like, this i'm out of that phase we're of my life we're not gonna do this no.
0: we're gonna move on to the last thing i want to say about it's a <laughs> Molly versus Issa. Did you, so, are you caught up?
1: Oh, yeah, okay. Up. So up.
0: <laughs> she said, "I stay ready, so I don't got to get ready."
1: I mean, I watch it. I watch it live every week. Mm, actually. Yeah, because that good cable that you are paying for. Yeah, that'll do it. <laughs> but you know, if you, I think if you have the HBO app, I think you can watch it at at the same time I'm watching it on TV. Mm. Actually, okay.
0: Yeah, I just yeah. did that add-on through hulu um but um but yeah so molly versus Issa. um so spoilers spoilers for those of you who are not caught up on insecure um isa throws a block party for the most part it goes pretty well i was like all right bitch you did this you might have a little event you know you could be a little event manager be doing stuff did it for the community Had people show up at first it was a lot of white people but you know gentrification but the the fam came through and along with the fam miss molly came through and they had had some they just been off. Like they just been off all season. And uh, to be right, fair, I right. think partly maybe because I binged it so back to back that I think their cracks in their friendship have been there since the beginning. But basically, it really comes to a head. Um, and they literally almost come to like they almost start fighting. Like literally it almost comes to fist. Like so basically, the whole thing that Molly felt was, all right, girl. So basically, at the end of the episode before, Issa's um Issa's headline had dropped out. And Issa basically Molly's new Asian Bay quite sexy. I liked him better with long. Yeah, he's sexy. He's sexy. I liked him better with long hair, but that's a different point. Again, we talked about my hair thing another time. But um Issa, you know Molly's new Bay works at like Live Nation and so basically works at like a music agent, like music booking um agency, um or like live agency. So basically, like Issa asked Molly to ask him like, Hey, my headliner dropped out. Could you ask him to help me find somebody? And Molly had just kind of like smooth things over because she had been working the most. I get it, girl. You're a partner and you're trying to breast- suppress these new blacks. But she had been um, working the most. A partner at a law partner firm. Law firm. A partner I'm at a law firm. Sorry. partner at a law, law firm. But
1: she's working towards is she a partner? No, oh, actually, oh my God.
0: No, she's towards... not a partner, but she wants to be on partner. She's track. Working she wants towards... to get on partner. Yeah, exactly. Track. So, so I get it. Um, but basically, also, she's really trying to prioritize having a good, healthy relationship. And basically, hasn't had him getting any, any time to Agent Bay. And he was starting to feel it. So she had just passed things up with him. And then Issa comes to him and he's like, hey, girl mind you they hadn't been cute you know cool for a minute had not had a good talk about how things have been off but she still was like hey girl i need some help can you ask Bay to like get me an ad and she's like actually sis i don't think i don't think i want to do that but sorry um and she's like okay so what then ends up happening is Issa ends up catching up with Nathan, who I think is the most perfect man in the world. Um, and Nathan and Nathan asks her how the stuff is going. Blah, blah blah. Um, basically Nathan um is best friends with Asian Bay, and um basically finding out that like Issa doesn't have a hairliner, he offers to ask his friend for her. like they literally live together, so he offers to ask a friend for um her. So works out. She gets to act molly doesn't find out any of this when molly finds out shit goes down um so people are divided um some people are like oh Issa should have let molly know or Issa shouldn't have gone behind her back about it a part of me is like Issa didn't go behind her back molly literally said keep me out of it like i don't i don't want to be involved with it so she right. didn't get keep her involved with it like she went through a different right. way and also a good reminder for some of y'all hoes she, Molly wouldn't have had fucking Bay without Issa. Not only did you know Molly met um, Agent Bay through Nathan, who was Issa was dating at the time, but also when Issa went crazy with her whole ghost. I shouldn't say crazy, but she went off on her whole ghost thing. I've been there, girl. That episode really triggered me. I felt that. Um, like why you just disappear like that? But when she went stalking homeboy and went to his house, yeah, you have had <laughs> that a couple too many
1: times. <laughs> you had a lot of niggas ghosting you, bitch. I, mean, I didn't. I'm not gonna lie. I... <laughs> yeah. I, wasn't, ooh, I wasn't ready for that. Ooh, you threw me off a little bit. Yeah, I don't know that I've had a lot. I mean, we've all had, it. We've all had it happen, but you've had it a few too many times.
0: You've had it a few wait, too wait. many times. I don't know that you need to put on record that I had a few too many dudes ghost on me. I've had
1: a couple. I don't think no more, no less than other people. Okay, okay, girl. Keep telling yourself that. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. <laughs>
0: anyway, uh, <laughs> so, uh, you know, Issa went on her stalking episode, and Malia had a really bad date with Agent Bay, and they basically kind of re- started to reconcile that moment kind of started to happen, which also Issa pushed for off the back of her. So really, she don't even have no man right now without Issa. But... Anyway, Molly, Molly's got shit with her, and they blew up. And again, she literally confronted her after doing, you know, the keep it Shuffle. Like, of all times, bitch, right after the keep it Shuffle, at this woman's event. Like, you're going to have held it on for a
1: minute. Yeah. But Molly's not that girl. She could have saved that. Molly could have saved that She's not that girl. She's not that girl. She's she's, yeah, she's, she's kind of like really you.
0: You know, you, you sometimes can't hold, like, you kind of, like, if it really, like, I think sometimes you're good about holding something. I'm back. saved now. You bringing up my Oh, pads, oh, or? oh, you can bring up my pants. I can't bring up... Okay. I'm saved now, girl. I'm not like that anymore.
1: I'm not.
0: Okay. I mean, I
1: used to blow up at girls at inappropriate (laughs) times and (laughs) prematurely. I have a history of that. I even lost a couple Judies over Mm. that. But, Mm. um, yeah, I I might have. But, but... you know, I've learned and grown and I'm a different girl now. I found, you know, I found the Lord. Okay. All right. And I think Molly just needs to find... Um, I think she needs a. I think she needs to find a lot of things. <laughs> One of those things is therapy. She's Another already she's is, already had therapy. Okay, but then I think she needs to find. I, I think her development is delayed for whatever. I think partially because she's been so career focused that she's neglected elements of her social development. Mm. And um, and I think I don't think she should have had an issue with Issa going through Nathan to get to Asian Bay. And to get another headliner because this was Issa's baby, like this is her thing, their main thing that she's been working on for months. And okay, you don't want to be involved. Fine. Well, let you know, let Issa find another route. Don't interrupt her her growth and her success because you because your relationship is fragile and you didn't want to ask him. Like I I, I think Molly totally overreacted. Mm-hmm. I really do.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think the only thing. I mean, it really comes down to communication. I think the thing that isa could have done better was like send her a cute little text not give her enough time where she could actually be self-destructive and try and fuck up things but to be like you know at the event be like hey i just wanted to let you know or before she got there like hey just wanted to let you know you know nathan da 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 i did get some help from asian bay just letting you know because then she could still be mad about it but it's also like well i still gave you a heads up exactly yeah and then Issa would have
1: covered her bases as far as that goes but molly could have sabotaged her though right but but that's why i
0: was like wait till the event like wait till well i guess she could have or maybe yeah actually she could
1: have still tried to do some stuff damn it molly damn it girl molly is just a problematic figure right i mean and i actually really i like her i relate i was gonna say you relate
0: to her don't you
1: (laughs) i relate (laughs) i relate to her in a lot of ways not like molly but she acted out she she really did show her she showed her ass this this yeah. time and i wasn't feeling that because i i do have a lot of things in common with molly and a lot of the same things that she has needed to work on i've needed to work on too so yeah. it's just she's a little bit behind me i guess you know
0: yeah so so curious to see how um <laughs> so curious <to> see how... <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> Turn out we're halfway through the season so we'll probably touch on insecure again after the season ends to talk about it which got renewed talk about you know black renaissance like yeah insecure look got renewed God. for another season look Amen. at God. come on Amen. Easter, do it again for the Amen. culture for the culture um so we're actually can kind of transition into listener mail um because our listener mail has to do with the last kind of thing we want to talk about today so you can send questions comments anything you want child to ask them a-s-k-t-h-e-m at 2Savequeens.com. you can also leave us those questions or comments by voicemail at 323-438-2827 so one uh question i got <clears throat> i can go and read it without dying what
1: does our voicemail sound like girl fyi i need to call that number one <laughs> I'm
0: curious. <laughs> what what does like what does it sound like to do it? To... Yeah, I mean, what no? What does
1: the voicemail say? Like when you oh call child,
0: don't I'm say curious. nothing. Did you want me to record something? <laughs> oh, okay. It says there's I mean, no one here to answer this because I'm not answering. I I have to look to see if how to. Do you want to be the voice? Do you want to record something for it? I could. I, I think mean, there's a way to do it. Okay. All right, we'll, we'll take that of offline. Us, yeah. We'll off. We'll look at that. We'll look yeah, at that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So our email that I got. Um, is basically, you know, another short and to the point. Um, <laughs> what is <laughs> happening in Black AF, and who is it for? In Black Jesus' name, I pray, amen, from conf- amen. <laughs> from confused AF. Um, so, I think, because <laughs> I didn't, I know who sent this email. <laughs> so, I spoke to the person, uh, and they were basically just, they... And I had a conversation about Black AF, actually, with my sister uh some family about it. But basically... They didn't get it. They, and they're a big blackish fan, fan, um, but they could not make it through it. I think they made it about halfway through, and they, they didn't get to the episode that we mentioned last oh. week about, you know, Black media, where he had, like, Ava DuVernay and Tim Story and all those, and Issa. The one with Tyler yeah, Perry, Tyler right? Perry. They didn't see he that one? Cu- oh. He couldn't get to it. And, like, he just okay. done. that was the best episode. Just done. Really um, and so I had a couple feedback from people. One is, like, some girls have come up... Um, Mr. King Barris' acting, which I think I did mention is a little rough. It was atrocious. Yeah. <laughs> His acting is terrible. Um, it's terrible. So it some is. have come at, you know, him kind of um and he did talk about I think I remember you mentioned it last week. He did talk about how part of the he wanted to act in the role is because he wanted to be able to say things that he felt like no actor would be comfortable saying. It's like, okay, girl, but um other people he could have taken he could have taken a few lessons i mean he's a busy man i don't don't know his life you know he's got three shows on tvs uh but and the other thing that i completely blanked on is the fact that actually um he's divorced now from his wife i completely missed that so they actually actually i think it was like a couple maybe like 2015 or something like that they actually had filed for divorce and then i guess worked things out but then recently, I think in August of this, of 2019, they officially got divorced to get, like fully got divorced. So they are not together anymore. Cause I was wondering, okay. I was like, you, you know, him and Rashida aren't super, I mean, he's acting, but I was like, there's a moment where they kissed at the end of the episode. I'm like, are you kissing Rashida Jones? Like she's married and she's an actress, but I'm like, you're not really an actor. Is your wife okay with this? But she wouldn't
1: care because they're not together anymore. So yeah. Oh, she got some good money out of him. Oh,
0: I'm sure. Six kids? California,
1: California, yeah, yeah, I'm sure. And six kids? That's half,
0: yeah, California Uh, So I think to kind of answer the question, I think it's worth saying, well, one, I'm like, girl, maybe we're the only ones who like Black AF because a lot of my friends have not been able to get through it. And it's kind of like I know we have a kind of sense of humor. I think that that show works for us. Uh, We're a little bit less earnest
1: girls. Like, we are saved, but we're a little bit less earnest as a part right? yes yes um my family so a lot of a lot of people in my family liked it too i think they liked the the kardashian element of it like yeah. the house that they lived in the lifestyle i think and i like that part too honestly you know i'm a girl who still turns on the kardashians now, mm. so you know i i love the lifestyle i love watching wealth and rich people and and I so i think that was one piece of it for me mm-hmm. Um, but I think the storylines were, I think just the way that the family dynamic was and how it was really screwed up. And I think you, I think you like that element too, right? I mean.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think it's just a show is again, we're talking about black Renaissance of TV and film. Like it's a different type of black family than we normally see. And I think that's, I think it gets into a whole different, like we could have a whole conversation about respectability politics. I think there's some girls who just more lean toward, you know, we only show the best face of the black community to, other people, AKA white people. But I think there's something about showing the mess and showing that actually there are families that are selfish and narcissistic and assholes and don't treat each other well all the time that are also black. And that also deal with racism and, you know, misogyn misogynism. Uh, wait, no, what is it? No, misogynoir. Misogyny. 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 Well, no, I oh, want my... to say, well, it's like black, it's like black.
1: Oh, misogynoir. Misogynoir. Yeah. Misogynoir. Misogynoir. Um, yes.
0: yeah tripped over. it. Um, but, I don't know. I think for me, it's just something different. Like in some ways, it's like, I hope it does get a second season. Cause I think I want to see different types of show. Like I like blackish, but for some reason, yeah, blackish just spoke to me. Cause it's just the kind of messy girl I, that
1: I like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think so. And I think, I mean, we could probably relate in some degree cause we both have some messy family dynamics yeah, too. That's so true too. I think, yeah, I think I, I relate to pieces of the show, like an element of the show too. Um, I really do. Yeah, you know, I feel like, yeah. Well, that's getting a little too <laughs> getting a little too deep, but yeah, I there there are pieces of that show that I definitely relate mm-hmm. to, honestly. So, well, I think we'll leave that there. Um, that
0: probably I don't think that person going to continue watching, so it kind of didn't matter how we answer the question. <laughs> but, oh, right,
1: but, right, right. Uh, but I don't even remember what the question was. Well, exactly. no, the question. <laughs> <laughs> Who cares? I like that. I like that. You like that. Let's move on so
0: moving on again you can send us emails to ask them at TuesdayQueens.com or leave us a message at 323-438-2827 so that takes us into thoughts and prayers um it's that time of the show where we give our it's just a rant (laughs) But, um, or just, you know, give some true thoughts on things or, you know, take a moment to have some, you know, know, create some space in our heart and mind for something or someone who's dealing with things or a group. Um, so I have two this week, but I wanted to check with you missed, Devro, to see if
1: you had anything that you need to get off your chest. You know, I'm going to let you handle this this one this week. Okay. Let's, yeah, you got some good ones. Yeah,
0: yeah. And they're completely not related and they're kind of like, in some ways, a bit different than what? you've maybe been hearing um but so the first one is really to going a bit actually outside our country and kind of looking a little wider thinking globally um goes to like the lgbt community in korea um so you know we've seen seeing a lot of asian countries in some ways being really on top of what's been happening with the coronavirus korea definitely was at the forefront of that with doing like drive-through testing things like that but also have been dealing with their own kind of issues you know with you know there was a big spur of cases that even happened why they had to accelerate their response through a church there um but ultimately they've been having some recent um, increases again but this has actually been coming from the gay community there um because i don't think korea is doing lockdown i'm not positive of it but um you know being gay in korea and again i'm saying this as (laughs) black gay man but um being in korea um so it is kind of accepted in quotes but you know LGBT marriage, gay marriage is not legal there. In some ways, it's one of those things that is generally hidden under the rug. It's quite different. Um, like you know, a lot of the Asian countries are very much family focused, family first. Um so there are a lot of men, especially kind of talking about like gay men specifically kind of focusing on that part of the LGBT community that live a very closet life that they may even have families and relationships, but still you know, do things on the side. But basically, there's a part of Korea called Itaewon it- it- where there's a lot of bars and clubs, and there's been a spur a rise of cases there. And the response, um, I find that has been very homophobic with, you know, people even encouraging people to out those people, um, condemning them, wanting them to be killed, murdered. Mind you, that part of the reason y'all cases got so high to begin with because of a church so it's like wow y'all are real quick to come at these people who are just trying to live their lives and yes they could be more responsible about it i get it but it's just clearly become a new kind of oh, what's the word for it so
1: I, and i think it was only one person in the club who sparked the outbreak among mm. you know that spreads maybe 19 people and and because he i guess he went to maybe Five or so gay bars yeah. in that district. So, but it's just, but, but it's just clear yeah, it's that really like atrocious. it's just clear that they're it's using
0: terrible. them as a scapegoat. Um, you know, there's been all, and like this real push is like they think the government actually is being a bit more uh, measured about it, like even saying that, like, hey, you know, you can still come in and do testing and it'd be, you know, we'll keep your identities private and not to worry about that sort of thing. But literally people wanting people to get outed, people to get hurt, and just to see the kind of the scapegoat, kind of connecting to that anti-blackness conversation we were having a bit earlier with what's happening in China, like seeing how black people are being scapegoated there to kind of deflect from um, the government's response. Like here, you know, here's LGBT people or, you know, gay men specifically who are being, um attacked and really already is not great like you have to be so brave i think to be openly gay a lot of people lose their families over it when they have to come out i've gone down this whole tunnel of like watching youtube videos about gay life in korea it's just become i think because i watched some korean dramas and things like that so i've been curious about it because there aren't a lot of depictions of you know lgbt lies. so there's still a lot of stigma to say stigmas there's still a lot of um homophobia there it is you know there are a couple you know you know korean um musicians or actors who've come out but maybe like four like in total so it's something's changed but it's still very on shaky territory and this is one of those moments where like definitely keep them in your prayers um because they're really going through it there um My other one is a bit closer to home, and it's about um, some layoffs that we see happening. I think on Wednesday or Thursday, a lot of layoffs um, were hit. Um, Hit BuzzFeed, BuzzFeed UK has almost shut down, got rid of quite a few people. BuzzFeed has done some really great. We're actually done some really great journalism around, you know, yeah, investigative journalism. Yeah, investigative.
1: Yeah, they. They've done a really great job.
0: with that. Yeah, so some layoffs both hit their UK um, news bureaus, and I think some is here as well. And Vice on Friday announced quite a few layoffs. Um, and thankfully, like some of the reporters and um, industries that I follow were kind of safe, but they were playing people that lost their jobs. And I think in general, I think online media, online journalism is really going through it. I mean, it's always been the most, you know, that's a area that has been fighting in recent years for unionization because of how often the media territory, especially like online media, both constricts and then separates and splits. And, you know, they get, you know, MTV decides they want to do news. And then, you know, a year or two later, they think news isn't really working because Facebook is more focused on video. So they get rid of their whole news department. Then they find out Facebook because they're evil fucking lied about it and wasn't really pivoting to media. So they got rid of all these people for no goddamn reason. So, you know, I, for a minute, was thinking about going into online media. Like, you know, I've written a bit for Alfred and Post and things like that. And i just felt like such a precarious type of career um, to have. And, I mean, again, there's a type of freelance that even, like, trying to be a writer or creative, that's one thing. But to do online journalism when you have to wait for invoices and you're never sure when you're going to get paid, it's a really hard lifestyle. And they've recently been pushing for unionization because of that. But even still, you know, we're seeing these tons of layoffs. And knowing, you know, so much of the conversations we're talking about you know, thinking about all of the things that we've been mentioning in news stories, like the press has been so fundamental to that. So I think it's something to really keep thinking about because those things are also going to be happening and are happening at local newspapers they have already been having a hard time in recent years and they've been going out of bins or getting bought up and shut down or getting taken over by Republicans. Um, Even thinking about like, you can't just always rely on like the Miss New York Times and Miss Washington Post for everything. And they aren't they only have so much resources even for them. Um, so definitely, yeah, there's something there I just wanted to, for us to think yeah, about. Yeah, even, the,
1: even they do layoffs sometimes. Like when, you know, even New York Times and Washington Post, you know, they they have done layoffs in the past when times have gotten hard. So yeah. we can't you know, all the media really is important. Yeah, honestly. And to think about yeah, local news, online news and elsewhere, you know. Yeah, so
0: definitely to keep that in our prayers. Um, you know what journalists and writers and professionals in that those arenas are going through, because I think it's already a hard time and it's not getting easier. Um, so that
1: was kinda all I had on my spirit for today. and uh well yeah that was a word i mean because that both of those issues are important like i really i think sometimes it's very easy for us as americans to get so wrapped up in our own news that to forget about the plight of people elsewhere you know um so i really i appreciate that you highlighting you know the homophobia in korea and and within the context of coronavirus, I really do. Yeah,
0: thank you, girl. She tries her best. <laughs> um, so that's our show. Thank you, as always, for spending a little time with us. Um, we really appreciate it. Um, we hope you all continue to stay safe and healthy and saved. Um, fi- and saved. <laughs> and saved. Find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Two Queens. Um, please feel free to like, share, subscribe. And we're also on Apple Podcasts and iTunes make sure to rate us and review us um and we may just read a comment on the show and it's just really helpful with um you know leveling up you know getting us up there so do it um tell your friends if you don't like them tell them anyway you know support black support black and gay support black and queer this is where we're at so thank you for all of that um with that we'll see you next week but do you have a final word for the children mr everall Final word
1: for the children today. Hmm. Wear your mask. Say- <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Uh, girls. Well, for the girls who, who stop taking their prep, girls, it might be time to get back on it for the summer. You know, <laughs> I'm not encouraging anything, but I, I think girls are already out here on the apps doing what they're doing or even, or about to for the summer. So, girl, start taking, the, start taking your pillows again, you know, <laughs> and, and make sure you got condoms and lube ready, honey, because... I can tell the girls are already out, you know, they're already out and ready to go. So, yeah, stay safe, stay safe and stay safe. Thank you. All right. See y'all later.